Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. This is undoubtedly going to be one of the more difficult topics that we've covered here on the podcast. And I'm going to be totally honest, I'm nervous as hell to to talk about it um, because I've been learning a lot over the past week about anti-racism and white privilege and really looking at myself and my own life experiences and really trying to understand my own biases, my own privilege, and also taking the time to mute myself and listen and educate myself and learn from black people and indigenous people and people of color. Before we go further into this episode, just a disclaimer, obviously I am not an expert. I am not necessarily new to this topic, but this is really the first time, and I'm ashamed to say this, but this is really the first time I've held myself accountable to do the work and do some digging and really look into the systemic issue that is racism. And so there may be some things I say that need to be corrected. There may be some terms that I use incorrectly. And I just want you to know that I'm doing my best. I'm trying my best. And once I know better, I will do better. And I just ask that we all practice kindness at this time because I really do believe in humanity. And I really do believe that we are trying, especially as a white woman, someone of Caucasian descent, I am really trying over here. And so I just want you to know that. So this is not about me. And I understand that. I also understand that I will never fully understand what it is like to be a black person or a person of color in America. But I will stand with you. I do stand with you. I am your ally. I support you. And I love you. Like so many, I am absolutely outraged at what is going on right now. Now, if you've been following me for some time, then you know that the way that I've built my platform is by sharing my personal experiences with all of you. That's that's how I've connected with you. That's how I have built relationships with you. That's why I feel so close with you. That's why I feel comfortable in a sense, because I'm also very uncomfortable, but I feel comfortable coming on here to share some of my experiences, especially in the patriarchy with racism, because I have seen it. I have been involved in it and I have taken a stand against it. So because I built my platform sharing personal experiences, I hope that it is okay that I share some more of my own personal experiences when it comes to racism and anti-racism. And if this is not okay, then please feel free to tell me. I understand that the problem with white privilege is that 
racism issues tend to be filtered through a white lens. So that's why I participated in the I Am Muted movement and have been amplifying and sharing melanated voices on my Instagram account so that it's not coming through me and my mouth and my white lens and my bias and my perspective. So a couple of things you may not know about me if you've been following me for a while because they're you know not something that I've ever talked about or mentioned um, are that my one of my nephews is half black and in middle school my best friend was black. I've had very diverse friend groups throughout my lifetime and I've always respected people. I've always looked at people as people, as souls, as individuals who matter. And so what I'm about to share with you is difficult to talk about, but again, I want to have this conversation because it's really, really important. And it has to deal with the heteropatriarchy as well as white feminism. So yeah, two really loaded topics here, right? (laughs) So again, I'm doing my best here to just portray this in the only way that I know how. And so I hope that you'll just bear with me. And if it's not something you want to listen to, then don't listen to it. And if you want to criticize me or call me out or whatever, then that's totally fine. I understand. Again, I'm just trying my best and I'm trying to do what I know how to do, which is to share my voice through my own personal experiences. So I worked in a corporate setting for almost a decade and One of the main reasons, besides wanting to work for myself and wanting to be creative, that I left corporate and will never go back is because of the system, is because of the patriarchy, is because of sexism and racism in the workplace. There is simply so much oppression in America and in the workplace, and especially for black people, indigenous people, people of color. Now, from my perspective, I'm a white woman, and I was working in the oil and gas industry in Texas. So we've got a lot of older white men who are really set in their ways, and that is my opinion. That's my perspective. One of the things that happened before I resigned was really the thing that broke me because I realized just how flawed and how deeply messed up the system is, especially in America. And I can't really speak for the rest of the world because I've only lived in America. I went from a team of five people to a team of one person, which was simply just me. And instead of promoting me to manager, my superiors, all white men, decided to bring in another older white man from another company to be my superior. Even though I had been there for over five years, I had more than proven myself. I had a really impressive track record with sales on my own. I was bringing in over $1.2 million in sales a month. And that was still not enough for me to be a manager and lead a team in this oil and gas company. So the one thing I will give credit to my superiors for was realizing that I did need a team. I needed some help. Now, I would have really appreciated had I had a louder voice and a louder say in who that team was. 
So we decided to hire. And the people who would be sitting in the room to hire the team that I would be working with and technically at that point managing, although it was more of like I was a a mid-manager level, if you will, the people who would be conducting the interviews would be an HR rep, me, and then my boss. Now, we had some really good candidates come through, but the one that I was really taken by was a black woman. She was more than qualified. She was she just had this energy about her. It was so so good and she reminded me so much of my best friend from middle school. And I immediately connected with her. We clicked. The interview just felt so seamless and I was so excited about her as a candidate. I just felt like she nailed it and I knew that she was going to get the position. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that she gets this position. The person who ended up being hired was a 50-year-old white male who had a lot of connections and a very large network. And during those discussions, before we had hired someone, I spoke out for who I wanted to work with, for who I wanted to be on my team. And what was so disappointing was that, so it wasn't surprising to me that my white boss was not in agreement with me. It's sad that that wasn't surprising, but it wasn't. But what really hurt me, like deep to my core, was my white female counterpart in HR who agreed with my white boss. So I spoke privately with my white female counterpart in HR to try to understand her side of things, to try to understand why she thought one candidate was better than another. And I like to think that I have a very open mind, but I just could not help but feel like it was just another instance of siding with the patriarchy in order to, you know, keep up appearances in order to appease the patriarchy. And so I ended up going to another representative in HR, also a white female, to file a discrimination complaint. And the company that I worked for was not that big, so this HR rep knew exactly who I was talking about, and because the other HR rep was her colleague, things really did not get very far. I'm actually not even sure if my complaint was ever even filed. I felt angry. I felt helpless. I felt confused. I felt like I just... I didn't know what to do. I felt so, so stuck. And it just made me think, this is what people of color and black people, like this is just a a smidgen, like a semblance, like not even a fraction of what they've been feeling every single day of their lives. To feel like your voice isn't heard, that it doesn't matter, that no matter what you try to do, it's never going to be enough. And so that was something that really broke me. The corporate system to me was already so broken, but then just seeing this blatant disregard for this wonderful candidate, this black woman that I was so eager and so excited to work with, God, it still just makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Now, in hindsight, I know that I could have done more. I wish that I had done more. And that's exactly why I'm sharing this story with you 
today because I think there are a lot of white women who have seen things happening, who have experienced firsthand racism and discrimination and prejudice and bias happening and have wanted to do something, but honestly just don't know where to start or what to do. And that's not an excuse by any means. That is not an excuse. Our discomfort and our ignorance should never take priority over the livelihood of other people. I will continue to be an ally for marginalized communities and voices. I am committed to continuing my education on anti-racism. If anything, I hope that this episode today served as a thought-provoking conversation starter, even if the conversation that you're having is within yourself in your own mind. We are all mirrors for one another. And so my hope is that by sharing this story, it will bring to light, bring to the surface things within yourself, experiences within yourself where maybe you could have done more, you could have spoken up, you could have done something. And I hope that it will act as a tool for enlightenment moving forward. I want to thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you more than you know, and I will chat with you in the next episode with love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.